On this week's Jeep Talk Show, we discover the Pope is a Jeeper. Who knew? I take some Wrangler bashers to task and review the roll bar grab handles from the EK Motorsports. We go through our latest voicemails, we spread some of that YouTube love, and we share a couple of reviews. We introduce a new CJ segment, then our second Grand Cherokee installment, and we hear from the mind of Nikki G. Tony Talks Track Bars, I talk about why I'm having to put off my long arms for a little bit, and Tammy finally starts to RTFM. All that, wheeling wear, and so much more on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Well, interesting news in the world of Jeep this week. Found out something that, well, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know. The Pope is a Jeeper. That's right. Who knew? Pope Francis visited Ecuador, Bolivia, and Paraguay earlier this month. His mission? To shine a little light on wage disparity and environmental issues. So, what's that got to do with Jeeps, you might ask? Well, he's also solidifying his cool Pope status by catching rays in a Jeep Wrangler Unlimited that's been heavily modified to have that distinct Mobile look. His Holiness tooled through the city of Quito, Ecuador in his Jeep Wrangler surrounded by the holy entourage and thousands of fans. Pope Francis really seems to like shrugging off the pomp and circumstance of his position as in this latest rendition of the Pope Mobile, there's really not much armor between him and his throngs of holy gatherers and probably wouldn't fare too well in Moab or the Rubicon either. Over the years, the Mobiles have been primarily Mercedes-Benz. The 1930 Mercedes-Benz Nürburgring 460 is the first car acknowledged as formal, formal Mobile built specifically for Pope Pius XI as a gift from Daimler-Benz AG. The Big Benz was equipped with a central rear-mounted throne and custom interior, which the Pope called a masterpiece of modern engineering for its time, of course. This go-around is a far cry from those years, despite ignorant reporters and journalists calling topless Mercedes SUVs or pretty much any removable top truck Jeeps. This new Wrangler is, well, of course, true Jeep and is one of only a few non-Mercedes papal vehicles through history. But this isn't the first Pope Jeep, even though the buzz going around that it, that it is. What most of these journalists are forgetting is the Holy Father's visit to Bombay, India in the first week of December of 1964. We all remember that, don't we? No, of course not. But this was his official Pope. His official Pope mobile was a CJ3B, modified with special steps for a rear bumper leading into the rear tub area and, of course, a special paint job. In any case, very few details have been released on the technical specs of the new Pope mobile. However, what we do know is that just some of the added features of the JKU Catholic Edition, as it's being called, are a complimentary complimentary edition of the New American Bible in the glove box, Buddy Christ dashboard figurine, a map with highlighted route from Nazareth to Jerusalem, kneelers, limited edition concrete consecrated high-gloss paint job, and a full pipe organ in place of the regular radio. You're going to hell. I'm sure (laughs) when on the express lane in a handbasket. Well, hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who continue week after week by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. Keep up the great work, guys. Even if I haven't gotten to your story lately, well, I'll just keep up the good work. I will get to those stories eventually. Got a lot to go through. Got to pick one out each and every week. If you guys have a response to any one of our stories or you'd like a story to be submitted to This Week in Jeep, send an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Those are some good ones, though, Josh. You, you added that, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, oh, I did. No, he did. 
correct. <laughs> well, I thought it might have been uh, uh, clever writing in the uh, in the story that was sent us, or maybe somebody had doctored it up. But I, I thought maybe. Oh you- no, I do a lot of doctoring up yeah. on most of our stories. Yeah. Uh, I, I generally keep the facts as they are, and the the, the names have, have been changed <laughs> to protect the innocent, and except yeah, for in this case, a bunch of Joshisms. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road and now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too using your smartphone install the tap a talk app then search for xjtalk take xjtalk with you wherever you go jury duty dinner with your spouse's parents even well anywhere you need your xjtalk fix We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. You know, guys, the Wrangler bashes are at it again, and I'll give them a piece of my mind later on Wrangler Talk. <laughs> no, I, I can't believe they're they're uh, picking on the little Jeep that could. Yes, I guess it's I, I guess that's the uh, that's what happens when you're real popular. Although I'd wish it happened to uh, the, one of those Kardashians. You know, they mm. uh, I guess they do get picked on. Though, well, one of they? them got screwed. We know that much for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. <laughs> well. <laughs> Take a on that note. Yeah, uh, take a, take a moment here and <laughs> follow that, Tony. <laughs> take a moment. Yeah, I'm and, Tammy, and I have a blog at the, JeepMama.com, and I love it here on the XJ or the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> oh, she, she did it! Oh, she was the first one. Oh. Yep, I, I thought for sure oh. I'd be the first one to uh, to drop <laughs> I that just one. Lost but, my uh, five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, you guys know me as Josh. I am also found on uh, all over the forums, all over the web, especially xjtalk.com uh, as NW99XJ or Northwest 99XJ. Uh, and we, of course, here are uh, we are here to promote not only the Jeep Talk Show, but of course, the world's most premier Jeep site on the web. And that would be xjtalk.com. Yes, yes. And uh, wranglertalk.com. And uh, also, too, I'm uh, Tony. Uh, you know me as Motoroy on xjtalk.com and here on the show. Uh, the uh, XJ Talk Show was the former name of this show. It's now Jeep Talk Show because we've expanded the show to include more models of Jeep besides just the Cherokee. And uh, if you're not aware, XJ is the two-letter designator that Jeep assigned the original Cherokee uh, made from 1984 through to 2001 some 3 million vehicles that were uh, produced during that time frame. And uh, we, uh, Josh and I uh, have the, the Cherokees. Josh has the uh, lesser of the best, 99, and I have the 98. How dare you? You've got that bass <laughs> ackwards, my friend. It, it really is. The 99 is really probably the, the, better, uh, the better of the two. Uh, but I've got a lot of 99 parts on mine now, so it's about the same. And, of course, Tammy's got the it's a, it's a 2015 Rubicon uh, JK, yep. right? She's I have got, the cooler of all the Jeeps. She's got the the four door, and yep. uh, well, it's a JKU. You're making payments, and Josh and I aren't. Yes, I know. <laughs> I will be making payments until I'm, you know, retired. Yeah, so that's right. So just remember, and also too, you get all those fancy gizmos. You got to like read the user's manual to figure it out. Josh and yes, I just do. plow ahead, start <laughs> drilling holes, <laughs> yes, snapping bolts, you know, whatever. <laughs> I didn't do that thing. yet. 
Oh uh, yeah, that's oh be your very, time will come. That's going to be very nerve wracking to put a hole in a brand new forty fifty thousand dollar Jeep. Thank well, you. we put a podcast in your guys' ear holes each and every week. We record the Jeep Talk Show live every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. Uh, you guys can find that broadcast over at jeeptalkshow.com. And you guys can join in on the fun with us in the chat room. And, of course, all of the other fans of the Jeep Talk Show as well. We have a great time over there. And, of course, we broadcast it live on YouTube as well. Uh, it's pretty much the uh, only podcast out there that's uh, doing what we do. So, guys, join in on the fun. Uh, certainly the longest running uh, podcast of all of them. The, a lot of them have pod faded, uh, what few that there are. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that. And we're going to move on to uh, the 4x4 Radio Network. Got to tell you about that. Oh, yeah. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, that means that uh, this is part of the 4x4 Radio Network, this particular show, as are many others. Uh, just not, not only the Jeep Talk Show, but also the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer Podcast, Muddy Microphone Podcast, have all joined forces, come together like Voltron, and we've created a <laughs> full-on radio network. That's right, and we're going to be adding more shows to the lineup soon, so stick around and stay tuned for that. You guys can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to two great podcasts and more simply by pressing the play button. There's no download, there's no, there's no special player, there's nothing to sign up for. It's instant gratification, and who doesn't love that? There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information. That's the 4x4 Radio Network, www.4x4radionetwork.com. In fact, I think if you're a sports fan and you don't want to listen to the color commentary, you could put the game up on the television, whether it's in front of you or up on the wall like mine is, and uh, press play there at the 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to the good times roll and, and enjoy sports at the same time. I guess it'd be like having a conversation at a sports bar. Mm, I like that idea. <laughs> In fact, idea. I think I'm going to head out of here for a beer right now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, let's get over to our voicemails. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hi, guys. This is Joe. Hi, Joe. Eggs and coffee. Hey, Joe. I'm on my way to work in my daughter's 2002 WJ. And I spent all weekend pulling the dash out, and I fixed everything oh, in there, all the little flaps that, you know, help the heaters and air conditioning work. And when I put it back together, I had uh, my heater hoses were leaking, so I had to put screw on instead of the old clamps, because those things are junky once you pull them off, usually. But mm -hmm. I haven't touched space for a while, just because my wife's engine light came on, and our old van... And uh, she refuses to drive it when the light's on very often, so I've been trying to check that out, and I'm having trouble with it. But having a good time driving this Jeep today, uh, my daughter's probably not very happy, but I just wanted to check it out real good after all my work on it. So I'm enjoying that, uh, but I have a little speed wobble problem. Um, she had told me one time it uh, was doing, I call it the speed wobble thing with the front wheels, so I replaced one of her tie rod ends, it was about to fall off. Oh. But that didn't make a big difference. It still does it once in a while. So I've been I've been looking up to that, so I'm going to do some more work on it sometime soon. But just calling to check base and 
I really appreciate you guys. And, and what's up with changing your name? I've been out of touch for a while because I didn't have a vehicle I could listen to my podcast in, and I don't have headphones or anything. So, uh, but just what's up with that? I, uh, that's okay uh, because I have other Jeep too. So you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, let's take that last one first, Josh, or Tammy, either sure. one. Yeah, well, you know, we've said it before. Tony and mine's first love is always going to be the XJ. Uh, we are XJ fans. I am a Jeep nut to the core. So uh, as long as it's got the you know seven slot grill, man, it's it's an A plus in my book. So always going to have love for the Jeeps. But you know, Joe, this the show has been growing. It's been expanding, and and well, the world of Jeep unfortunately is bigger than just the Cherokee, and uh, we're going to have to encompass that, embrace it, and we're taking it on full stride. And that, of course, meant a little bit of a name for the show, a little bit of a name change for the show. But uh, as we've been saying for weeks now, there is not going to be any change to the format of the show. If anything, it's going to get better. Oh, yeah, I certainly think so. I mean, well, with Tammy joining us, and uh, which was a great get, I'm glad that she was able to uh, uh, decide to stay up late every Thursday night to uh, give us, uh, bring us up to date on Wrangler's information. I am very glad that you uh, bound her and uh, dragged her, <laughs> threw her into your trunk, and have kept her in your closet all these weeks, Tony, because she's been a great addition to the show. Well, and don't forget the uh, the acoustic padding. I mean, the police came by here twice. and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man she's she's in maryland she's nowhere close to here <laughs> you know and i think you know even if it's you know a wrangler or a cherokee or whatever i think it's it's all the same because it's all we're all have the same love for oh, yeah. our vehicles and it's it's all about jeep well it's the it big really it's, is. it's the big jeep family that you've often yeah. uh, spoken of uh, in your stories here and on your blog uh jeepmama.com and uh it, it, it that's just the way it is and josh and i like having fun with uh, the other uh, the other jeeps and uh I, i'll be honest with you some of them i still don't consider jeeps you know if it doesn't have a, a front axle i got a real problem calling it a real jeep but uh yeah. it, it's all good uh, i mean there's something to be um there's some aspect to any jeep that you buy that makes it special for you right and it's a Indeed. passion we all share a passion for our each individual jeep and that's the the Thing that bonds us all together. Yep. You oh, know, I'd still much rather be driving a Liberty than a Honda to work every day. But yeah, man, that's just me. you know that's a that's an excellent point. <laughs> I might even I might even want to drive a new Jeep Cherokee as opposed to a Honda to work every day because at least it's a Jeep. Ooh, right. I'll give you yeah. that. That's a good point, yeah. Josh. That that's a tough coin. Hey, to they talk. say it's pretty fancy, and if you're not going off road, uh, what the hell, you know? Uh, I just I just feel like I'd have to drive it with squinty eyes. <laughs> You know, and tinted windows and a mask. <laughs> no, we could we could send you a brown bag. <laughs> double, I, I'm double a double bag down in it. Uh, got a horrible blind spot. I need two bags because I'll eat through the first one. So, uh, <laughs> Josh remembers that joke. So, uh, anyway, the 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 first part, which was the death wobble, or, or you, I think uh, Joe, you called it the speed wobble. Nine times out of ten, it is the track bar. So, yep. you know, get somebody uh, uh, at the steering wheel, chalk those wheels so it doesn't go anywhere uh, on purpose or not, <laughs> and have somebody move that steering wheel back and forth and look, look up at every component with a flashlight. And you're looking for any minor amount of movement. And if you've got a tie rod that was about to fall apart on you, I personally would recommend replacing all of them. They're not that yeah. expensive. And if it comes off, <laughs> you're going to wish especially if it's for a loved one, you're going to wish that you had already changed it. So um, 
Yeah, it's probably your track bar. Uh, Tammy, Josh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the XJs have uh, have issues with uh, their factory steering, especially after you know 200,000 miles. Things wear out, and two of those track, two of those tie rod joints, tie rod ends on uh, on the steering system, the stock steering system on the XJs. Uh, are not serviceable. They are not replaceable. Right. So what I you think have this to was do, the double, WJ he was talking about. Oh, this is the WJ he was yeah, talking I think about. It was okay. a grand. I don't think All that right. makes a big difference, but I do want to mention it, it, that. Well, it yeah, yes and no. Um, because uh, the WJs in, I think the earlier ones, they had a solid track bar as well. Well, uh, the end of it was molded into the, uh, into the track bar. So um, in any case, just like Tony said, get those wheels stationary. Um, get somebody in there working the steering wheel back and forth a little bit, you're looking for more than just tie rod roll. If it's rolling on its axis, well, that's probably pretty standard. You're going to expect that. But if it's actually shifting and moving, or if you see anything like shiny metal or anything like that, mm -hmm. that is a red flag, and that is a sign of a worn component that you want to replace. I, I know it's kind of hard to understand if you haven't looked at it before, but basically, if you see it moving a direction that it's not supposed to move. I mean, if the shaft is, is moving back and forth, that's normal. But if you see kind of a sideways popping or even a sideways little little jostle, then that's not normal. And even just a sixteenth of an inch can, can, can cause death wobble. All those things need to be tight. So uh, have a look at that and, and call back. Uh, call back sooner, but also, too, call back and let us know uh, what happened, what you found. Indeed. See, I always thought the death wobble was nobody really knew what it was. No. Oh, no. There's, just, there's lots of things yeah. that point towards death wobble, and, and they're all very, very specific things. Uh, now, it's usually not just one thing. Um, that's, it's always this one item. Now, they, typically, it could be you know, two or three things, but, uh, but there's all, it's always in the steering components. Yeah, typically, and would it be the same for a Wrangler as a Cherokee? As a, you know? Uh, I know it's the same for TJs uh, because I have one. And I've looked at the, you know, the configuration of the steering, and I suspect yeah. that the, the JKs have the, the similar. I think it's, it's very typical to any Jeep solid uh, front axle. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got a track bar on yours, I'm sure. You've, you've actually oh, yeah. got a track bar front She's and rear. She's got two, yeah. yep, front and rear. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I don't think you're going to have to worry about yours uh, for a while. And it presents itself uh, with high mileage or large uh, tires and wheels. And yeah, I was going to say a lot of people of mention it when they get their um, Jeeps lifted. Um, their tire well, there's there's bump steer that you can have too, and that's when you don't have the proper geometry. So when you hear a um, hey. hit here, when you hit a bump, it will actually uh, cause the steering wheel to move, and that's not death wobble, but uh, uh, that can happen if you don't have the proper geometry. But anyway, we we don't go too far into that. Let's uh, let's get over to our next voicemail. Greetings and exonerations, XJ Talk. Exoneration. This is the Super Croc. And today on my mind are three uh, drivers, three different types of drivers. First, you have your drivers who take up three lanes of traffic not knowing, oh, do I want to be at this one? Do I want to be at this one or this one? Please pick a lane and stick to it. Thank you. And then there's the, the, God. the mothers who tear up roads and get stuck and then and just tear up roads. I hate those people. I, <laughs> if you're a mother, if you do it in non-road type situations, fine. But out here, we have the roads that are torn up by them, and it's not fun. 
And the other kind is computer drivers. Last week they took out my computer and do you know how hard it is to find them? And especially with the little wheels and everything. You look confused. But yeah. <laughs> you know. But oh, as soon as you said little wheels. <laughs> I don't. He said, was he was he messing with moms? I about think he was moms drunk. driving. No. <laughs> moms <laughs> getting stuck. I'm assuming he's talking about like muddy roads. Oh, but I, I know, know that one of our one of our uh, listeners and contributors to the show, John Prerunner 1982, uh, oh, has yeah. had vehicles stuck <laughs> in his driveway uh, before, uh, just because of the nature of the way that it's built. But uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, we have another voicemail that uh, might be a little hard for you guys to understand. Well, let's see. I uh, I know from uh, the I would number like fries with that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I know from the number that that's another call from Joe, and I think what Joe was trying to tell us was he's really excited about the show's new name, and he's really enjoying the new <laughs> the new format. Wait, wait, pot, pot him back up for a second. Oh yeah, no, he's clearly saying right there, I love the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> yep, I I heard it. He, he continue. He, he goes on to say that Tony, Josh, and Tammy are his favorite podcast hosts of all time. I, I don't well, those are kind words, that. Joe. I don't mean to kind correct words. you, but he said Tammy first. Oh, it's hard to hear. Hard to hear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, and here's our uh, our final uh, super croc uh, voicemail. Greetings, XJ Talk. This is a super croc again. Jeep talk. And I took a week off last week for the 4th of <laughs> July, and we had a great 4th of July, blew some stuff up, lit some stuff on fire, you know, yeah. the normal stuff. We blowed it up hey, real good. I can say this year that I made it through with more fingers than some <laughs> NFL players. Shop teachers. Is that too soon? Mm, sorry. Did somebody lose a finger? Well, I guess we should throw in another possible Giants. spoiler yeah. warning and... I just heard about the possible spoiler for the next season of of Thrones, you know. And this time it's going to be after the White Walkers come back and they're at the wall and and they're talking about what happened to Jon Snow and all of a sudden Ozzy starts playing. Is he alive or dead? Oh, this is a this is a show you watch, isn't it? Yeah, Game of Thrones. Police giant or something like that. Whatever that song is, you know? And then you see this guy with a, a flaming sword and he's like, and the people on the wall are talking what's going to happen. It's a deep podcast, fellas. And then yeah. comes up James with his giant peach and, you know? James and the giant peach. James and the giant peach. Okay. And then we, we Come on, Josh. Timely reference. She started her own taco truck and is doing well taco truck bye now taco truck well, I, that's okay. what my ears perked up <laughs> I, I i i heard entirely way too much random stuff there my head hurts now <laughs> i know i couldn't keep up i still haven't finished watching game of thrones i'm not caught up so he super croc you can't bring it up anymore uh, yeah we'll, we'll just bleed no, we're we're, we're uh besides minutes. we're we're walking dead fans here we don't we don't like your type around here <laughs> it's the uh now remember he's a new contributor so I'm be kidding. nice kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah isn't the uh the game of thrones like an hbo thing where you have to have hbo or fast internet so you can download it from great britain or something 
yeah. don't know. Probably. <laughs> yep. It's an HBO. Yeah, we don't okay. have HBO, so. Well, uh, something that you guys should be watching is our YouTube channel. And, uh, well, we've got some a uh, little bit of love to spread for our YouTube subscribers. Yes, yes. Well, uh, we'll tell you about the other YouTube channel here in a moment, but uh, we want to first honor some of our YouTube subscribers. My gosh, Josh, we're, we're approaching a thousand. I mean, this isn't like when we were at 600 approaching a thousand. We're at yeah. like 923 now or something. So Indeed. really close. Really close. Got to hit the, hit that 1K mark though. But we pull a few names out of the hat each and every week to give a little bit of love. A little shout back. Just a little thank you for taking the time to subscribe. First on tonight's list is Chris Sprague. Uh, it could have been Sprague as well. I think we'll go ahead and take I told you either. never to correct me. Yeah. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> Rick Mac 2, I think we've got on here as well. And thanks for giving this one to me, Josh. We have You're Tim welcome. Krapel. That's what I was doing before the show. Well, we would have taken Krapel as well and Michael Guidry. Guidry. <laughs> God Guidry. bless you. That guy. So, hey, don't forget, we have a new YouTube channel, and that's where these videos are going. This is where we're broadcasting live to is the new right. YouTube channel. We've, we just thought it was only right to start one called the Jeep Talk Show. So uh, we, we, we're really trying to get our subscriptions up over there, and I'll just be honest with you. We get this crappy-ass random letter numbers for the, the name, yeah. the URL at YouTube until we hit 500 subscribers. When we hit 500 subscribers, then we can change this random gibberish to Jeep Talk Show, which to me would be much easier to talk about. So right now, if you want to go over there and subscribe to the Jeep Talk Show on YouTube. Right now. You'll need, right now. You'll need to t uh, just do a search in, in, uh, in, in then the YouTube, the YouTube, and just put in Jeep Talk Show, and it'll take you right to the page. It Click sure that will. subscribe button, and then we'll go from 23 to 24. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Our new YouTube channel, guys, Jeep Talk Show, it does need your subscriptions. And because of this show changing its name, we lost all of our subscribers. So we're pretty much back to square one. And we've only got, well, like Tony said, about 23 subscribers. So Which is great. we need your guys' help. Yeah, pretty good for us not for saying week. pretty much anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. our goal is to hit 500, and we're going to try and hit that before the end of the month. It is possible. We can do it, <laughs> but we are going to need your help to get us there. So check out the show notes on jeeptalk.com for the link to our new channel or search for Jeep Talk Show and subscribe, subscribe. over at YouTube. And Well, while you guys are at it, make sure you tell a friend and pass the word. The Jeep Talk Show needs your help. Yeah, you kids on the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Google Plus, tell people about subscribing to the YouTube channel Jeep Talk Show. Just tell them to search for Jeep Talk Show. Tammy agrees. Um, yes. And now, my favorite part, the mind of Nikki G. She Second you, favorite part. You told me I was your favorite part of the show. Traitor! Uh, from the mind of Nikki <laughs> G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I'm just catching the podcast. And uh, you guys have no voicemails. And I could have sworn I left one. I, I used a, used a speak pipe feature. I don't know what the heck happened. It's Bouncing around cyberspace somewhere. Uh, right about now, the guys at the International Space Station is probably tuning in going, what the heck is this guy talking about? I <laughs> uh, can't remember everything I said. I'm pretty sure it was pretty damn funny. Of course. So I'll try it again. Maybe it's a problem with my Apple iPhone. Yeah. It's the tool of the devil. <laughs> when you get down to hell, 
Yeah, he's he's calling on a iPhone, and he's he's also has the Apple Watch too. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll uh, catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. So it's a little-known fact that if you convert Apple, the word Apple, to numbers, it's 666. No oh, Yes. Way. No uh, way. It, it, um, it's a joke, Tammy. Oh. <laughs> so here we go. with Here we go again. Anyway. <laughs> I'm so gullible. And it, it's great. I, pre- I love it. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I just listened to the podcast in its entirety, and uh, I guess I called prematurely, (laughs) and uh, I guess I owe Apple an apology. I'm sorry, Apple. You make a quality product that I enjoy. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for giving me a, a device that I can listen to my music or watch movies on, uh, answer my emails do my online banking and pay large amount, play large amounts of Candy Crush. <laughs> and thank you, Apple, for giving me enough storage to operate only one of those features at a time. <laughs> of course. Yes, you know, it's a real pain in my butt to download every picture I take daily because <laughs> it, it's full. And don't yeah, get me going on the cloud. I, re- I refuse oh. to put my information on the cloud. Good man. Yeah, Clouds don't. don't hold anything. We fly through them, for Christ's sake. There you go. All right, gentlemen and uh, and ladies, I guess I'll uh, let you go. Oh, and uh, with all these people joining uh, the XJ Talk Show, is it gonna look? Is it gonna look like the opening sequence to the Brady Bunch, where everybody's heads oh. in a box and the youngest ones in curls? I like that. All right, guys, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye, Tammy. Uh, I vote Tammy for curls. I may need to do a uh, Brady Bunch XJ Talk or a Jeep Talk Show uh, parody. Yeah. It would be good. I, I, I refuse to play Alice. Well, this has gotta, been from the mind of Nikki G. I got a smock and an apron with your name on it. <laughs> what the smock was that about? No, really. It's over here hanging on the wall. No, I'm kidding. You, you dress the cat up in that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. A little too close to home. So uh, anyway, let's uh, let's do this now. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Well, guys, over the weeks, we've been adding new segments to the show, and, well, we've got some more for you. In fact, we've got all kinds of Jeep stuff. We're going to be slamming through your headphones and your car speakers and whatever else you're listening to us. Yeah, I like that. Uh, And one of the things we've decided to add to the show is uh, vehicle-specific, platform-specific segments. And uh, we've, we've had... You know, tech-specific segments, you know, like the quick Jeep tips, Jeep tips in general, electrical and audio tips, stuff like that. Well, there are various Jeep platforms out there that need a little bit of love, too. And we've uh, we've called out and made the call for experts and people who have well, a little more specialty expertise in certain platforms. Tony and I are both uh, Cherokee, and I'm general Jeep expert. Tammy obviously has a lot of JK experience under her belt. And, well, we've got a friend of the show who's uh, been in our chat room and on XJTalk.com for many, many weeks and months and well probably even years uh his name is anton he goes by super croc and well he is our foremost cj expert greetings this is the super croc coming to you with cj talk now you may be wondering what is cj talk well cj talk is and will be the segment of the show devoted to the civilian model jeeps all the way from 1944 
1985 when it was replaced by the Wrangler. Everything made from Will from Willie's Kaiser and Jeep, and everything in between. Today on the show, what we'll be talking about is what we're going to be talking about in later episodes, and kind of a little overview of the CJ model names and designations and models. Today will kind of be in just an overview of them, but it should get you at least hooked. So, without further ado, let's ha- hang on and let's start this ride. So the CJ started in 1944 with Willie's Overland CJ-1. The CJ-1 was the, the prototype that would become the CJ-2. There was only one CJ-1 ever produced, so that doesn't account to the whole lot. So the Willie's Overland CJ-2 was produced from 1944 to 1945. 45 of them were produced mainly as prototypes of the CJ-2 and how it would form. In 45, Willie's Overland started the CJ-2A. It was produced until 1949, and over 200,000 of them were produced. So basically the first mass-produced Jeep, as we would see it today. In 1949, Willys Overland produced the CJ-3A. Now that was produced all the way to 1953. Uh, over 131,000 of them were produced. In 1953, Willys was sold to Kaiser. Kaiser removed the Overland from the sub-company name and therefore the models of the, the vehicles. So they were now the Willys instead of Willys Overland. They produced CJ3B from 1953 to 1968. In 1954, Willys and then later, the Jeep CJ-5 was produced, or produced, and that lasted all the way to 1983. Now, CJ-5 is probably one of the most recognizable Jeeps as a Jeep that you'll hear around. There are various subspecialty models produced and different designations and everything like that. We won't go a whole lot over that today but we will in future episodes. Now the Willys slash Jeep CJ6 was produced from 1955 to 1975. The CJ6 was an extended four-door version of the CJ5. So basically what the JKU came from. In those, uh, another kind of subspecialty model, the CJ6 and CJ5, was the CJ6A and 65A, which were basically upgraded vert trim packages, but sold as separate models. Then in 1946 comes the CJ7. The CJ7 was all went all the way to the end before being replaced by the Wrangler. The CJ-7 was a little bit wider, had different 
stylings to it and different motor configurations. So, and that's the model that of CJ's that I have. Then, in order, came the CJ8 Scrambler, which was produced from 1981 to 1986. Now, there's some debate on whether this 86 model was just left over from parts from produced from the 1985 year, or whether it was production in itself. There were just under uh, over a hundred of them made in 1985, so that's the CJ8 was a longer version, uh, longer even than the CJ5 of the CJ7, or and longer than the CJ6. It had up to three rows of of passenger compartment and could basically be used as a pickup. Now the next major model of CJ was the CJ10. The CJ-10 was basically a J-10 pickup truck with a CJ body on it. So it's kind of a modification of them both, but it had a true pickup bed on it, and it actually had square headlights. Another sub-model of the CJ-10 was the CJ-10A, which was used as a flight line aircraft tug made in Mexico, from, in which was made in Mexico from 84 to 86, mainly used by the United States Air Force. Around 2,300 of them were produced, so if you ever see them out there, they're fairly rare and you should pick them up. Now also on this, what we'll be talking about is a little about my CJ and my process of building them, and what's going on with them. So, basically I have a 1978 and a 1976 CJ, which you'll learn more about in later days. So stay, stay jeeping, and you guys have a great night. A great first segment from uh, Anton. You know him as Super Croc. He's in the chat room tonight if you're uh, watching the live show. If you're not, you, sh you should join us. Indeed. And a uh, great way to start it off there. Got a lots of good history on the CJ. Uh, fairly well, good jumping off point for our mm -hmm. knowledge base. And hope you get into some of that good CJ-specific tech in future episodes. We'll be looking forward to the CJ stuff on future episodes from Croc, otherwise known as Anton. Uh, but uh, we also have another platform that we'd like to introduce to you guys. Now, for all of you out there, uh, sometimes uh, people get a little confused between the Cherokee and the Grand Cherokee, <laughs> especially when you're up at the parts counter and, uh, well, they, the guy behind the counter really doesn't know his Jeep from a hole in the ground. So, uh, is it a Grand? Did I say it was a Grand? Okay, here's no, the scenario. Here's the scenario. Okay, yeah. I've, okay, I need a part. It's a 98 uh, Cherokee, not the Grand, four-wheel drive, 4.0 engine. Pause. He's tappity, 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 tappity. Is it a grand? <laughs> God. Are you listening? Damn it. No. I just said. I just said. Yeah, no. I, I get it. I get it. All, almost every time I go to a parts store, uh, there's a couple parts stores. The guys know me now, and, and uh, 
I can go up to them and, and they know what, I, what I'm looking for. Well, and, they still uh, have the impressions on their neck from your hand. Pay yeah. attention to me. <laughs> you just yeah. So, <laughs> but the Grand Cherokee, guys, is a platform that we haven't done a whole lot with in the past, at least on this show. And we're bound to change that as yes. of this moment right here. And we've had a guy from trailchasers.net. His name is Cody. He stepped up the plate several times in the past weeks, uh, giving us voicemails and other little snippets. Well, he's agreed to uh, become our Grand Cherokee uh, advocate. And well, the Grand Adventure starts now. Well, actually, it started last week with episode one. And this is his episode two of the Grand Adventure. So uh, let's let's do that. (laughs) And we'll talk to Josh about paying attention to the show (laughs) during this uh, this second. How dare you? (laughs) Hey everybody, this is Cody with TrailChasers.net and welcome to round two of my grand adventure. The last time we talked about my search for my new family off-road vehicle and how I ended up with a Grand Cherokee. And this time I want to talk about some of the different models and some of the factors that went into my decision. So to get started, the Chrysler Corporation started producing the ZJ, or ZJ if you happen to be overseas, in 1993 and that vehicle ran through 1998. In 1999, Daimler Chrysler started producing the WJ, which ran through 2004. This is the one that I own and I personally think is the best of the Grand Cherokee lineup, but I am biased. In 2005, Chrysler Group LLC started producing the WK, and that that ran through 2010. And the WK2 started in 2011, and it runs through the present model year. Uh, It started by Chrysler Group LLC and, and is now being produced by Fiat Chrysler America. So I happen to own both a 2001 WJ as my weekend car and off-road toy and a 2014 WK, which is my wife's daily driver. The WK is two-wheel drive, much to my chagrin, but based on how we use the vehicle, the four-wheel drive wasn't necessary. So each of these models have pros and cons, which we'll cover at a later time. So one of the things I considered was that since 1983, Peterson's four-wheel drive and off-road magazine has awarded a 4x4 of the year award. Now, just because that vehicle wins this award, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best 4x4 for you. It doesn't even mean that it's the best vehicle available at the time. However, it does lend some credibility to the vehicle as being recognized as a highly capable wheeler by an industry-specific publication. You can check out the list of past winners of this award on Wikipedia. I went to the Wikipedia page and just searched four-wheel drive off-road magazine, and it came up. But here's a comparison. The Cherokee XJ has won this award two times in 1984 and 1988. The Wrangler, in both the TJ and JK versions, has won this award four times, 1997, 2007, 2012, 2013. The 97 award was based on the new TJ line, the 2007 award was based on the new JK line, and I think 2012 or 13 was based on the Rubicon model. In comparison, the Grand Cherokee across the ZJ, WJ, and WK lines has won this award seven times, in 93, 96, 98, 99, 01, 02, and 05. No other vehicle has won this award more than the Grand Cherokee. And that's not just the Jeeps. That's no other vehicle produced has won this award more times than the Grand Cherokee. And besides this award, the Grand Cherokee has won several awards from IIHS, Consumer Digest, the Detroit News, and many other organizations, making it, quote, the most awarded SUV ever. Please send all hate mail to Cody at (laughs) trailjasers.net. But before you start flaming me, consider what this means. It doesn't mean that the Grand Cherokee is better than your rig for your specific purpose. It means that the Grand Cherokee exhibits several aspects that make it at least worthy for consideration as a primary off-road rig, which is what I did. 
I know I'm going to get mail from some of you that say, I've never seen a Grand Cherokee do X. Or someone will say, if the Grand is so cool, how come yada, yada, yada. And I'm certain (laughs) one of you tinfoil hat types will tell me about the corporate conspiracy and the mainstream press and how all of these awards go to the highest bidder. I get it. You're passionate about whatever it is you drive. However, there are others out there that are looking for something different, and sometimes different can be special. At least that's what my mother tells me. (laughs) Thanks a lot for listening, guys. In future episodes, we'll talk about some specifications and other aspects of the Grand Cherokee. For more information, please go to www.trailchasers.net. Check us out at facebook.com slash trailchasers or on Twitter at trailchasers. Thanks for the time. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys later. Oh, man. I was going to say that my mama told me I was special. (laughs) He took my joke, my old joke that's been used so many times. You know, there's a lot of people out there that bash the Grand Cherokees, uh, and and granted, there are some quirks, as are there with any vehicle. And yeah. the Grands typically have a lot more electronics than just about any other Jeep because, well, they were produced as a luxury off-road vehicle. Um, however, that being said, I will agree with Cody on virtually every single point that he made. I've had a, a big soft spot in my heart for the Grand Cherokees, especially the the, uh, the WKs, the uh, the the XKs. I really even like the WJs. Um, it, just the body lines, the the aftermarket support for them, and everything. So I'm really looking forward to to seeing more and well, hearing more uh, from Cody and TrailChasers.net on our grand adventure. Your new segment on the Jeep Talk Show. Tammy, do you have you out there on the trails? Have you seen any lifted uh, Grand Cherokees? They would be a little more rounded if you're not familiar with uh, the older yeah, Grand Cherokees. I was going to say, you know what, I really haven't paid much attention to that until oh, last you wrangler week. wrangler snob. How <laughs> dare you? I'm, you can send hate mail to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but seriously, you know, I was just so focused on the Wrangler, but now I'm starting to pay more attention and noticing, you know, oh, that's a Grand Cherry. Oh, that's a Cherokee. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll well, let later, you know the next time I go out. But I have sweet, seen yeah. Cherokees, whether they're Grands or non-Grands. Don't well, the, uh, the later model Grand Cherokees is one that I haven't had too many of in my garage. Uh, and, well, maybe one of these days that'll change. I've actually kind of entertained the idea of picking up a Grand for a, uh, for a project um, and uh, maybe even converting it to a sort of overland slash tow vehicle if I could find the right one with a V8 and uh, do some uh, conversions with it. But uh, that's a whole other topic of conversation. Right now, we'd so like to go Are the Grands more rounded and the, and the Cherokees are more... Square. Boxy. Angle? Yeah, boxy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The way off-road vehicles should be, damn it. <laughs> yeah. In but, my uh, time, but, we drove boxes and we were happy, damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a brick driving down the freeway. Yep, yep. Uh, Aerodynamics are for wussies. It's like the Phantom yeah, F4. You, you put enough thrust behind a brick, it'll fly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, we've got some reviews. We've made them up, but we've got them. Now, every other week, guys, uh, well, we try and bring these to you every week, but uh, it's really up to you people out yeah. there, our listeners, our fans, our support network. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here. So uh, how do you guys get involved in the show? How do you let us know what you think about the show? We've got a number of ways that you guys can do that. Of course, you can always leave a comment on our YouTube channel. We are on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Uh, but of course, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, you guys subscribe, whatever that word is. Somebody, yeah. sl- we need a slapper there to get you back in track, like the old records. Just the electroshock button. Each and that never happens button. to you, Josh. Just, yeah, I know. I get my tongue tangled and twords wisted all up. 
But uh, no, guys, subscribe on those on those feeds right there. You won't miss a single episode, including our bonus stuff uh, that we release out every now and again. But that also gives you the opportunity to leave us a five star rating and, of course, a review like this person did. Yep, yep. Uh, I didn't know how you were, how long you were going to go there. I wasn't ready. Uh, <laughs> so we had uh, we had a reaction from our, uh, our our first reaction to our name change, and this was from Charles White. It was actually a message that was uh, given to Tammy, and uh, he says, "Now I might have a listen." Yay! <laughs> Hopefully, he's listening. Hi, Charles. Tammy, once you get this other one, this is also from your your feed. Yes, and this is from Mike Hollis over there on the West Coast. We love you, Tammy. Stand up for our Jeeps. Um, he has a Rubicon, too, by the way. Loving the podcast. It's getting big. I like to listen. It makes me laugh. Good times. Love the intel. I use AMD processor, but I get what you mean. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you sure are a nerd. <laughs> thank you, for it. Thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's not the only reviews that we get. In fact, we do reviews all the time. Uh, some of them are product reviews, in fact. We do encourage you guys' reviews from the show, though, from your uh, listening experiences. Please share those with us. Another way you guys can do that is through our voicemail line, 24-7-530-675-4102. Nobody will ever answer that phone, but you leave a message, and, well, it magically ends up on the show. Uh, but as we move into another segment, we move into another week with the Jeep Mama Weekly Product Review. And, excuse me, Josh. I just wanted to throw something in real quick. Uh, this is a bit of a brag, and it, and it also gets the people to uh, the right place to do the review on iTunes. If you have iTunes on your PC, pull it up, and then in the little search window, I think you may have to select podcast first, but go into the little search window and type in the word Jeep. And we've just changed the name of the show. And the last time I checked, the yours truly, the Jeep Talk Show, will show up in the number three and the wow. number five spot. Cool. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat. And you might, uh, you, now I'll, I'll tell you this, even Corolla's uh, car cast is, is like number two. And the number one is the JK Owners TV podcast that they had oh, wow. two episodes of five <laughs> years ago. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. Well, this goes to show you guys that your support means all the difference in the world. So yes. get those subscriptions flying, guys. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes, now would be a great time to do it. And mm -hmm. while you're there, leave us that five-star review. That helps move us up the list as well. And, of course, the reviews, we love the feedback. And, of course, we love sharing it with the rest of everybody else out there as well. Yep. I'm sorry for that little detour. Now let's get over to no, Jeep, Mama's, stuff. Yeah, Jeep Mama's product review. Um, Tony and Josh, my product review is the EK Motorsports Grab Handles. And grab handles are used for safety and convenience on the roll bars of Jeeps. And there are lots of different styles out there. I've seen paracord um, grab handles to nylon webbings, like the ones I have, the EK Motorsport Grab Handles. These grab handles have been consistently rated as the best performing and highest quality in the industry. They feature a strong hook and loop fastening system that attaches to most roll bars. They are lined with a rubber pad that prevents them from slipping. And they have a soft rubber grip that I find very comfortable and doesn't sag when I pull on it. And the main reason I bought the EK Motorsport Grab Handles was the 100% nylon webbing that is available in a wide variety of colors. And I bet you can't guess what color mine are. Red. I'm going to guess purple. <laughs> Josh, ding, ding, ding. You got it right. I will Thank say you. I'm very pleased with these grab handles. They're very sturdy and they're a high quality and I love the way they look. 
They're just very well made. And the one thing that I felt was a little negative about these was the price. The ones that I got um, were $45 and they're sold in pairs. Um, but you know the saying, you get what you pay for. And these are definitely high quality, sturdy, great looking grab handles. But you can also get the same grab handles for about $15 less, but in certain other colors, not purple. Uh-huh. So um, mm. you just, you know, Google the EK Motorsport grab handles and you'll find them all over the web. Um, so many now different shops. answer me this, Tammy, these grab handles, you could pretty much put these on any roll bar or any uh, around anywhere on the roll bars. Is that right? Or are these are these meant to go in a very specific location? No, these can go anywhere, and they're also um, these grab handles can be used when you're um, like wakeboarding, and God, there was oh, a whole wow. list okay. of other non-Jeep things. So they can they're just velcroed on. Hard to believe there's really things that aren't are non-Jeep. I just that that's yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around that concept. Um, now, now, Tammy, you're a new Jeeper, and I think everybody in the audience knows that you you know, you've actually had two Wranglers, but you've only been uh, Jeeping for like maybe a year, year and a half. Uh, I mean, you're coming along very quickly, but do you know what the um, vernacular, the more common name for the grab handles are? (laughs) It's two words. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was surprised that whenever, uh, and this is, I know this is going to be a plug for me, but when I went on that interview for uh, uh, the Fox News station here in Houston, I was really surprised that Michelle knew exactly what the, the, the handles were called. She actually had to use those to get up in my Jeep. And uh, I just wish she had said, oh, shit, while she was pulling herself up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I got one more question about the EK Motorsports grab handles, Tammy. Um, The Velcro. Now, I've seen Velcro things that attach, you know, like Velcro uh, fire extinguisher holders or or recovery gear, you know, uh, holders and stuff like that. The Velcro, after it gets dusty and wet, maybe a couple seasons of wheeling, it really kind of deteriorates and stuff like that. I don't know how long you've had these and how much uh, they've been exposed to the elements and stuff. But what is your opinion, uh, just you know, kind of judging off of your experience with them so far, as to their longevity, and especially that Velcro and how that's going to hold up and, and how well that's going to keep those grab handles where they need to be? You know, I've used Velcro for lots of different things. And, you know, you like go to Michael's Craft Store to buy it. This, mm-hmm. I swear to God, is like some super heavy-duty oh, type wow. of Velcro. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. It was it was like I had to adjust them to move them because they weren't angled right, and yeah. I literally had to like pull really hard to get it off. It's like very strong Velcro. Well, there you go, guys. So if you're looking for a very strong grab handle and you want to maybe upgrade the ones that are in your TJ or your JK, well, maybe even your LJ or CJ. Uh, yeah, there you go. EK Motorsports Grab Handles. Uh, we'll have a link to uh, their stuff in the show notes. You guys can check those out. Jeep Mama endorsed. That's got to count for something, right? Right. Figure at least a <laughs> oh. couple stars or something. Point here, point there. I don't know. Hey, they got them in purple. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be worth forty five bucks is to have the right color. Yeah, you know, a- accenting the Jeep is kind of fun. It's it's uh, it shows that little bit of detail that uh, a lot of people don't go into. And in fact, yeah. uh, other guys will give you a hard time about it when you do it. I think somebody. I went. To, we used to have these. Uh, not a show and shine like you've gone to, Josh. Just kind of a show up with mm-hmm. your Jeep type thing. And okay. uh, one of the guys, in. yeah, yeah, one of the it went to a Sonic drive-in uh, like every once a month on Saturdays. And um, the, one of the guys that was uh, a member there on XJ Talk 
uh, I had gotten mine all washed and cleaned and put the 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 tire black on the tires and uh, actually even scrubbed the uh, the raised white letters. Yes, yes, I have the raised white letters on the outside. And uh, I like that look. Yeah, I mean it's nice. It's not very practical when you're rubbing up against rocks because uh, then the the letters just kind of blend together. But uh, I knew this was going to be on the road more than it was uh, off road. And uh, of course, I've got that tire carrier and the big spare tire on the back. And uh, he goes and looks. He goes, "Did you sh- <laughs> did you shine up your spare tire?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, well of course." Yeah. <laughs> and I th- There's five of them. They all deserve to be shiny. And I swear yes, to God, I, I think he he wanted to shake his head, but at at five foot uh, <laughs> at five foot five, I don't think he had the courage to do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have said anything to him. I wouldn't have done anything to him. I would have said something to him about it, but. Uh, See, man, you know, if it looks this good, make it look a little better. Mm-hmm. If it looks like that's yours, right. well, that's I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, a, a segment that we've added over the weeks that we've uh, kind of been a miss on the last couple episodes, we will be bringing back here in the very near future. It's called What's Happening on XJTalk.com, and it's uh, where we pull out one of our favorite threads out of, from the website, and uh, well, we give it a little bit of a talk, a talk about and uh, get you guys to head over there and share in on some of the information sharing. Uh, we will bring that back next week, but right now we'd like to slide into, well, a lot of people's favorite episode, favorite segment rather, Wrangler Talk. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, Tony and Josh, you know, it always seems every so often some auto reviewer, and let me emphasize auto (laughs) reviewer, or should I call them Wrangler bashers, come out with some sort of review about the Jeep Wrangler. Well, once again, my beloved Jeep Wrangler was reviewed, and guess what? Some not so good comments. Imagine that. (gasps) Let's just bash the Jeep Wrangler again. First, let me clarify what I believe a review should be. It is one person's opinion about a subject matter. But when this review is given on a website that reviews all sorts of vehicles, I expect a little bit more professionalism, such as presenting both pros and cons, being fair and impartial, and presenting the information in the proper context. Well, with that being said, I read an article from Automobile.com. By the way, Automobile is spelled A-U-T-O-O-Mobile, A-T-O-Mobile. Anyway, they reported the 2015 Wrangler could have been better I know, I know. Calm down, everyone. It's just one person's take, and obviously this person has no clue what they're talking about. And don't worry, I set them straight on my blog at jeepmama.com. Now, the article states this Wrangler is far from perfect, but has has a ton of new and improved features. I thought, okay, let's give them a chance, and I read further. The author went on to list the flaws, but did not list the improved features. You know, and I said in the past that I was a television in television news for 13 years, and I was always taught to present both sides of the story in a fair manner. I did not see both sides of the story in this article. Now, the author of this article, oh, I just lost my place. The author of this article did not list the flaws, or listed the flaws, but did not list a ton of the new and improved features. Where was the fair and impartial reporting? So the article went on to state, the Jeep Wrangler needs to do something about the Wrangler's braking feature. Off the road, the Wrangler brakes like a world-class car, but on tarmacs, the SUV has trouble with its high inertia. Okay, first off, it's a Wrangler, not a car. And I'm not sure what it will take to get that through people's heads. Anyway, 
Um, and who needs to drive a Jeep on a tarmac? I just don't see the presidential vehicle becoming a Jeep anytime soon. Then it says Jeep needs to come up with an alternative driving platform so that whenever the Wrangler is engaged in four-wheel drive, it can handle the bends with ease. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, but any true Jeep Wrangler owner knows that any water past the fender is you're just taking your chances. So, of course, diving deep in the water, your Jeep's not going to handle bends with ease. Okay, but seriously now, there's a lot of safety features on the Jeep for those tight corners. You have the ERM, which is the electronic roll mitigation, and the ESC, which is the electronic stability control. And any good driver knows driving any SUV at high speeds around curves, bends, or corners is not a good idea. It's all about safe driving and knowing the limit of your vehicle. I think it's time we go back to the olden days when we had to take responsibility for our own actions and not count on computers to be our safety nets. Here, here. I mean, my gosh, look what happened mm-hmm. to Sarah Connor. Anyway, okay, so Tony and Josh, <laughs> one more thing from the article. Nice. Comfort 2 could have been better. Perhaps Jeep should learn from the latest Ford Edge. Okay, I wanted a Jeep, not a Ford. Jeep is a world-class off-road vehicle. I do not expect comfort while I'm bouncing around on the Rubicon rocks on the Rubicon Trail or even Roush Creek Off-Road Park. You know, one fellow Jeeper told me we drive Jeeps because we like something cool and simple but rugged and tough. I didn't buy mine expecting it to ride like a Cadillac. The review of the article was like comparing a Cadillac to a Jeep. Now, I wouldn't report that, you know, let's say an apple leaves much to be desired as a fruit complaining about the lack of citrusy orange taste or the fact that the peel is not thick enough, you don't compare apples to oranges just like you don't compare a Jeep to a car. Now, the Jeep may not be perfect. It's close, but not what vehicle is perfect? The least the author could do is present a fair and just list of all the pros and cons and in the proper context. But I would like to mention I did find one reviewer who gave a fair and honest review of the Jeep Wrangler back in June from the car pro. His name was Jerry Reynolds. And he oh, went yeah. on to say that the Wrangler is not for everyone. Thank goodness. And you have to get used to a fairly rough ride, but that is acceptable knowing the off-road capability of the fully framed SUV. He also said, the thing that I pick up from my listeners on his radio show is that true Jeep lovers are almost cultish. People that <laughs> love their Wranglers really love their Wranglers. And there's a lot more to that review, and you can find it on my June 19th blog post at JeepMama.com. That's one O and two M's. Okay, Tony and Josh, I think I got that out of my system for now. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's two things I want to add. The first one is, I'll be back. <laughs> and the second I, one is, I think Tammy should get fired up more often because uh, yeah. that was a very, very good. Love uh, the passion. Yeah, Love very passion. good. Very good. Uh, it is. Uh, a story it there. It torques me off. Anyway. Yeah, that's great. And uh, uh, hopefully uh, that uh, those folks will uh, be reading your review and be taken uh, taken the task properly uh, by your words. Yeah, well, I don't, well, I don't it's understand. It's funny, one of my, I'm sorry, Josh, one of my um, followers was so um, fired up by that that he sent this guy an email. So <laughs> That's great. I was just going to say, I'm sure a lot of your followers are going to be standing up for you, uh, taking your defense and... Uh, uh, well, maybe taking these kind of people to task. So, well, hey guys, some other folks you need to be listening to, watching, if nothing else, is the Paps Boys. Big fans of the show. We're big fans of them. And uh, well, the the, 
Tony has done an interview with the Paps Boys here recently, and it's available for download right now. Normally, at this point in the show, you guys would hear a promo from uh, from Tony or t- Tony from Tommy and Clyde, and uh, for those guys are the Paps Boys straight from the Roadhouse. But uh, well, in that promo, it says XJ Talk Show. And while we've changed the name of the show, so we're just going to go ahead and plug those boys and, uh, well, make sure that you guys head over to jeeptalkshow.com and download the interview right now. It's about an hour long, really good listening, and uh, it's just as entertaining as you would expect. So head over to jeeptalkshow.com right now and check out the Paps Boys interview. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Well, I do have this, and it's it's non-XJ talk show specific. Uh, Tommy's been working on his English. Well, let me let me let you listen to it and see what you think, uh, how good right. he's sounding. Yeah. Ooh, red jeeps are sexy. Uh, this oh, excellent accent Tommy. is really coming along. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, Nicely you know, I'm, done. I'm thinking of Tommy in a whole new light now. So yeah. <laughs> Tammy's going, oh, my God. What? <laughs> Why? What happened here? Why did they do this? Joining the Jeep Talk Show in its second hour. (laughs) Hour two. Jeez, look at the time. I know. Time flies. Time flies. Especially when you're sitting around the campfire, BSing, having a good time, and talking Jeep. Roasting some marshmallows. Well, we're going to run through this because the show is is running pretty long. And uh, I'll just mention that I'm loving my adjustable temperature thermostat on my Jeep. It has not gone to the 250 mark. And even though I know what the real temperature is, it, it's still nice to not have it go all the way over and just bother me. It bothers me anytime I, I think the Jeep's overheating. Now, what so have I, you have you you put in the 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 potentiometer, the the adjustable resistor? Now, you had you had talked about maybe getting some five ten ohm resistors and kind of putting together a little resistor pack to mm-hmm. make something a little more permanent. Have Have you gotten that far yet? No, uh, I was kind of interested to see how how well this little uh, cheap uh, resistor variable resistor would hold up under the heat, and it's doing right. really really well. Uh, I mean, so have we you, have we're you talking about any- 95, 96 degree air temps in in the Houston area. Wow. Well, that and that's and that's in the engine compartment. Am I right? No, <laughs> that's air temps. That's no, no. I'm saying I'm temps. saying the the potentiometer is oh, in the yeah. engine compartment. Yeah, there's well, some, those temperatures are going to be oh, in the hundreds, yeah, if not two hundred. Yeah, so, I mean that close, they, close it gets to two hundred. Mighty warm in there. Yeah, I put some black tape around it so that, that well, should have made it all ask, the difference. Have you, did you take <laughs> any measures to kind of protect it? it? Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. What, Josh? Oh, I said, did you take any measures to protect it? Did you encase it in epoxy? Did I, you, know, you said you wrapped a couple pieces of tape around it. Uh, so no, I, I guess you've taken some measures. No, yeah. uh, actually, that could have been our XJ Talk post because I have a post with pictures. It uh, shows you exactly uh, where I clipped mm-hmm. into it and how I wrapped it up with black tape. I just basically didn't want anything, uh, any water getting on it and uh, causing uh, any variable, uh, the, the resistor to change values because of the water that was on it. So well, you certainly don't want it shorting out to ground either. So yeah, if you look at the pictures on there, you'll see it's not going to go anywhere. But yeah, it's always a good not idea to make sure that the the connectors aren't going to touch anything. But uh, but no, right now I, I'm still messing around with the adjustment. I have found that it's not linear. So uh, if mm. I want to get the adjustment for the high temperatures, uh, then that's where I need to adjust it for because I think I actually adjusted it for the lower temperatures. And when it starts uh. getting hot. It uh, it actually shows higher than what the uh, the LCD readout that I have shows because uh, I got that little um, uh, if if you guys haven't been listening I've got the uh, engine watchdog TM uh, one which is a little uh, mechanical uh, thermistor I think is what it, it what it has on the end of this wire and then you just look at the you and your fancy words <laughs> yeah things and things and batteries fancy and things. Fancy. 
Um, so Better anyway, uh, what I have been noticing here recently is kind of a, it's almost like a little wiggle, uh, in the, in the suspension, like, uh, maybe when I'm, I'm driving down the road at 70 miles an hour, it almost feels like it's, uh, wiggling a little, a little shimmy, bit. And I was talking shimmy to back and forth. Yeah. I was talking to Clyde, uh, at the, uh, the Paps boys, you know, they recently had a video about, uh, uh, replacing the track bar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was talking to Clyde on Skype and I said, Hey, you know, after watching your video, I looked at mine and it looks like my track bar may be about an inch out. So I may have uh, like a the, the the front end of the the Jeep is an inch over towards the driver's oh. side. And yeah, I was, you will feel a little crab So how would that have happened? It, when I put the the track bar on, I just I didn't uh, measure it oh, accurately. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not like you put it on right and then. Well, I was trying to stay away from those exact words, but yeah, I didn't put it on right. <laughs> I didn't install it properly. <laughs> I didn't do my job correctly, Tammy. Right. Are you happy? Oh, we're not <laughs> pulling punches here there. on the Jeep Talk Show. No, we tell it like it is. <laughs> but no, you're you're right. I, right out of nowhere. But, but you're you're absolutely right. It wasn't something that changed after I put it on there. Although I have been struck twice by people. Uh, this well, is true. This is true. Yeah. But th- th- they're not going to bend that track bar. This is a, a track bar from uh, Iron Man Andy Iron Man Four by Four Fab dot com. And good God, this thing is, it, it looks like a tree trunk. It's so big around. So <laughs> really, uh, Iron Man Andy really does make some beefy stuff. Oh, so. he uses like the best well, so steel. I guess the plan, I guess the plan for the weekend then, Tony, is uh, fiddling around with your, with your knob a little more. Uh, take that <laughs> yes. for what it's worth. Yes. And, uh, yes. and maybe even a, a track bar adjustment. Uh, well, I, I have a, another set of uh, uh, bushings for the upper control arm that I, I want to replace because uh, if you remember, uh, I replaced the one on the other side that was just coming I was apart. Say, I, th- I thought I remember you doing that already, but I guess it was just the one side. Yeah, I went ahead and got two uh, because the, the one on the other side, on the driver's side, upper control arm, where it attaches to the unibody, it kind of looked, you know, iffy. And, uh, right. you know, the other one was definitely iffy. Uh, but when I got it apart, there was a hole in the thing. The thing it had pulled, it just uh, it corroded and fallen apart, yeah. and, and things got better. Uh, but yeah, I do need to do some stuff to the front end, and I'll, I'm hope hopefully I will uh, be doing that this weekend. I, I definitely want to get to the track bar because according to what uh, Clyde was telling me, like what uh, somebody mentioned here just a second ago, I think it was you, Josh, a little little crab walking. He says that it mm-hmm. can cause uh, cupping, and uh, I've yeah. had cupping issues. So uh, yeah, cupping walking, and a little bit of feathering walking? even. Yeah, or yeah. dog walking is another way. You know what? Sometimes when a dog will uh, walk and it's it'll take its tail end and it won't be in, in perfect alignment with the front end. Right. So walking a little sideways. Yeah. So if down if down. the track okay. bar is out of adjustment, uh, that means the front end is going to be over a little bit, and I have, I'll have to make these corrections. It, it, and, and, it, and it wouldn't be anything that you could really see. Uh, it's no, just, but. Yeah, you would feel it on the freeway every now and again, and and uh, you might feel a little bit of a drift or a wiggle every now and again. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you might have a couple of things going on. But yeah, I yeah. I mean, so. The rear tires are always going to at least fight or try to follow the front tires, mm-hmm. and if you're not in alignment, well, then especially in turns uh, and at, at speed, especially, you're going to notice it. Yeah. So uh, that's one thing I want to do is I want to get the. Uh, um, uh, get the uh, the track bar alignment done properly, and uh, it, it's just going to require two people. That's one of the reasons why I hate messing with it because you really can't get the track bar in that little hole unless you get somebody on the steering wheel moving the thing back and forth uh, to get, get the thing lined up. It, it is it it is a lot easier if you have two people. I I will I will say that. Um, however, there's a there's a couple little things that will help you, and they're called plumb bobs. 
Yeah, these are typically something that you would find in the construction business. It's basically just a string with a with a pointy metal weight on the end of it, and uh, you hang that from the same uh, point on on the frame rail. And uh, well, you measure from that point uh, to the inside of your rotor or something like that, and well, make the necessary adjustments. You can get a really good measurement, a really good uh, garage alignment, if you will, um, after doing a lift or swapping out a component using the same method. So I always um, recommend, always recommend going to a professional alignment shop and having your vehicle aligned professionally. Ah, screw that. So I'm going <laughs> to, <laughs> so I'm, that's what I'm going to do. It's exactly what Clyde uh, mentioned. And in the video, uh, the Paps mm-hmm. Boys video, they, they uh, showed that they actually used a couple of very large nuts and, and, and hung those over. But Clyde said, we just did that for comedic effect. Get the plumb yeah. bobs because yeah, you have that you exact go. point. And, and they actually just uh, taped them onto the fender flares. So yeah, they were measuring on top of the tire, and that's what I'm planning on doing with mine is just measuring on top of the tire. And uh, he says, you know, and I'm just eyeballing the inch. And he says, that's a lot. That's a yeah. lot off. I thought it wasn't, really, you know, any big deal. But he says, yeah, that could cause you some problems. So, you know, maybe I will be able to get my uh, XJ driving as nice as my T, my wife's TJ. But, you know, mm. maybe I just got lucky because I <laughs> replaced the track bar on the TJ too. So, you know, I, I guess I should check that one as well. Well, I'm not going to be very lucky this year. There's something that I was that was on my to-do list oh, that I'm no. not going to get done. Yeah, it, the, the long arms are not going to happen this year. But um, why? I'm going to be putting it off. Well, the the biggest thing is the center section is is the cross Oh yeah. And and I there's a couple of things that that have made me kind of hold off on my decision uh, to originally go with the Clayton cross member. Um, and and I, I I saw I I read a couple of reviews. Um, just a couple of, now I had seen, I had not seen any negative reviews and, and I, I read a couple, um, that the guys were using, they were using different long arms. So that's why I'm still kind of on the fence about it. Um, and I'm still 75% leaning towards the Clayton, but I'm just going to hold off right now. Um, until I've got a, I've got a bunch of other stuff that needs to get done. That's way more important than getting my frame stiffeners and long arms on. So, um, those are going to get done first. The stuff's not going anywhere. It's sitting in my garage. Parts are piling up, Josh. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> um, but uh, so it's going to happen. It's just going to be a matter of time. And it's, and it's probably going to be one of those winter project type of things. Um, so for the time being, uh, the long arms and the frame, stiffener, frame stiffeners are getting moved to the bottom of the list. <laughs> Reading some of the comments here in the in the chat room. So, yeah, that sounds great. Tammy, what, what are you going to paint next? purple next on yours? Um, I'm looking at um, my interior. I think I mentioned this last week about the um, the vent covers and stuff on the oh, doors. Oh yeah, yeah. But in the meantime, um, I have my summer reading. Um, I don't know if you can see this. I just got it in the mail yesterday. You know, I thought I saw that picture on uh, Google Plus, and I thought those were business cards. I thought no, it was a, a picture Jeep of business Wrangler cards. Wrangler 2015 Owner's Manual. Hold that up again. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody see this on the full screen. Uh, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Doesn't that look like a business card to you guys? It's the same shape, and it's the same simple yeah. black and white uh, lettering, but it's a lot bigger than a business card would normally be. Uh, it's, where you where know, are you at? I don't see a bookmark. Pages. And I guess the reason I got it is I'm trying to figure out, you know, how my all the computer stuff works with each other. And when I'm in four-wheel drive, you know, I, I talked about last week, you know, is my ABS affected when I go into four-wheel drive? And actually, I how I got this is I went online um, to 
chat with a Jeep representative to ask some questions and she was, you know, answering my question and basically the ABS is a safety feature and you can't, it doesn't shut off unless you go into the Jeep and turn it off. But um, she said, do you, do you have a manual? And I said, you know, I have this, you know, user's guide, but I didn't have a manual. So she took my address down and she sent me the manual and I'm kind of going through it. And you know what I found out? Did you guys know that you have to put your Jeep in park before you get out of it? I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Anyway. What about neutral? There's neutral. lots of stuff in the manual that's Neutral's kind of fun. like we, we know it already. But there's some interesting things in here. Well, you have to put stuff in there. About. I mean, there's people that have to have uh, their coffee that says caution uh, contains yeah. uh, hot, hot, hot contents. You may get burned. So, you know, you have to have stuff like that in the manual these days. Yeah, I guess. Pretty, it's pretty sad. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm just getting to the good parts right now. So, so did you find out about your, uh, maybe you already maybe you already mentioned this, but I'm not remembering what the answer was. Did you find out about your uh, switching into four-wheel low? Yeah, it was grinding on you? Oh, um, no, I have not. I didn't take it in because I'm just being a little lazy. And um, I was going to wait till I go back out to Roush Creek and talk to Kyle. He's um, my instructor who... Um, gave me the 101 class and the 201 class to see. I think I'm just, you know, need some practice. So you, you wranglers out there, uh, you wrangler owners out there, uh, let Tammy know what, what does it take to put your, uh, your Jeep into four wheel low without the gears grinding? I mean, that's what the problem you were having was, wasn't it? Uh, right. Tammy? Yes. And you know, it's funny cause some people say you have to shift into four low at a stop and some people say no you have to do it while you're rolling and actually the manual says you have to be rolling at three to five miles per hour but interesting both ways i did it i was getting the grinding well see that's that's where i don't have the the experience that you have because i've never read the stinking manual <laughs> i just did there's it. a there's a term out there that a lot of us uh, who have ever worked in in the electronics industry or retail might know it's called rtfm and it stands for something that uh, well if you've ever heard it you probably already know what it is but it's read the effing manual right uh <laughs> fun i guess is what that is but you know i always say it got really serious because i actually had to read the instructions i mean when you if you can't figure it out <laughs> you must might as well turn in your man card which is why oh. it's perfectly fine for you to read You're the right. manual Tammy. yeah didn't have one to begin with <laughs> Well, we'll have more fun on uh, uh, the Jeep uh, campfireside chat here in the future. So, But anyway, let's get to Wheeling Wear and wrap this up so uh, Josh and I can get back into AC. I think uh, Tammy's always cool, calm, and collected over there. Oh, I'm burning up. Hey, guys, this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. The annual four-wheel drive hardware jamboree is happening September 25th through the 27th. That's right. It's a weekend-long event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday where is it going to be? Well, at the four-wheel drive hardware store in Columbiana, Ohio. Now, how's the store going to hold a jamboree? Well, if you guys have seen the satellite view of this store, trust me, they've got the room. Admission is free. Goodie bags to the first 1,500 vehicles. And trust me, there will be at least that and then some. Rock crawl, mud pit, obstacle course, show and shine, and even a little Jeepers Kids area and so much more. For info, email info at bullrunraceway.com or call 330-383-6713. And there's just a ton of We Rock events going on over the next few weeks. So if you guys want to check out all the events coming up, please head over to werocklive.com. You guys can get the full show schedule, where they're happening, and what's going down. 
Don't forget Jeep Junkies, whether you're at the park, in the woods, on the rocks, or even down on the beach, if you pack it in, pack it out. Remember to tread lightly. Let's leave our outdoors recreation spots in as good, if not better, condition than when we arrived. Well, that's it. We, that's it for this week, guys. If you got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let's get let's well let us know. Let's get the word out by giving yes. us a call. Or send us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Love the wheeling wear stuff. I'm looking forward to you telling me about one in my area, Josh. I think one has come and gone uh, that you mentioned. Yeah. But uh, I'll have to go to one of those things. Tammy, what's going on on your uh, on your Jeep forum? On my Jeep forum? Yeah, the Jeep Mama. Oh, on my blog. Um, I'm still going through my ABCs of my Jeep, trying to figure out all the ERS, ECS, uh, whatever all those letters are. <laughs> all those That's kind of why I got the manual. It's like working at NASA. Yeah. And I'm still working on my Jeep tips for my next one coming up will be um, Jeeping in the Sand and then Rock Crawling. Excellent. Jeepmama.com. It's not a forum. It's a blog. it's a blog. (laughs) That's right. You confused me. I'm like, oh my God, I have a forum? What does blog stand for? I thought it was bitch log for the longest time. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) No, I don't know where the word blog started from. I'll have to look that up and tell you next time. I think Josh is going to tell us. No, oh, I have got no information you don't know? on that whatsoever. But uh, I do have information on where you guys can find us and find yes. more stuff about the Jeep Talk Show. That's at facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We are on the Twitter, as Tony would like to say, <laughs> at Jeep Talk Show. Make sure you guys include us in your tweets using the hashtag Jeep Talk Show. As well, we are on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, YouTube, where we guys once again need a call to action for you guys to head over. Find the Jeep Talk Show on YouTube and subscribe to us so we can get a very nice, clean, and normal-looking YouTube <laughs> URL. That link needs to uh, not have 27 consonants and only one vowel. So you guys have a great night. Have a great Jeep week, and we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, 10 p.m. Central Time, right Lovely. here. Night, we'll everyone. See you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, i got to make sure the, the camera is set to the same frame rate. Otherwise, you're going to see the flicker in the video. Yeah, Josh is up there in the Northeast. He has to worry about harmonic resonance. It's in the <laughs> it's in the charter. You can't live there unless you uh, do it's the in feng the shui. Yeah, <laughs> the charter. <laughs> uh, so we need to I, get. I uh, cannot believe I fell for your stupid apple joke. I felt so bad because it was like sure you I, did. I, I did not. I did not think that that was going to be. You know. And and the thing to do, Tammy, this is what guys do. You just act like you were, you know, pretending. I was playing. I know. You, you told me that the along. last time. And I You're just playing along. And, uh, you know, I, I guess if I hadn't seen the look in your eyes, I wouldn't have realized that you were not playing along. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't intend that one. <laughs> God, I'm so gullible sometimes. It's wonderful. I love gullible. I have so much fun with gullible people. That's one of the reasons why I think I have so much fun with kids because they're, they're so noobs. They're, everything's new to them, and they'll fall for everything. Well, it's funny. I did, um, when I went to summer camp with my son two years ago, and it was just totally by accident, but um, I spilled some pineapple juice. They were making a cake on the fire in a Dutch oven, and I accidentally kicked the can and spilled apple juice on the rock, and the, the kids are like, or I'm like, I'm sorry, and the kids are like, you know, it's okay. And I'm like, oh, no. 
we're going to attract bears because they kept telling the kids we have to be careful about food and bears mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. So this little story got blown into this big, huge bear story. <laughs> and one of the kids had a portable speaker and he hooked it up to his his iPod and put the speaker in the tree and played this bear sound. And I was, oh, I knew no this was way. happening and I played along with it and I'm like screaming, Oh my God, it's a bear. And I get up and I start running from the fire. All these boys are running into the bathhouse and they're screaming, screaming. and crying. Yeah. And, oh, oh my God. It was the, for life. The which, was playing along. And which I'm understands like, why you've been I banned. Had, yeah. I had kids crying. One kid was so scared. He Oh no no! Did you uh, <laughs> did you take any snapshots? Put that on social media because that teach him a lesson. <laughs> oh, I you know I wish because it, it was not planned. It's just like all of a sudden it like snowballed into oh, this big well, this, huge. This makes me feel better because this is just paybacks for your evil plan to scare people i know oh my god some parents were so angry at me and i'm i've been the boys banned me from ever coming back to summer i can well understand i'm surprised they let you go to to start with yeah i was the um yeah they have they let some females go but yeah no but moms you know you just don't want your mom there because it's no michael